from the Credit Union National Association. This is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. Managing your day-to-day finances isn't an easy task in New York City, which is one of the most expensive markets in the United States. As president and CEO of New York University Federal Credit Union, Mira Ness has made it her mission to see that her members, mostly blue-collar workers serving the university community, have a chance to get ahead financially and realize the dreams that New York City holds for so many. I'm Ron Jose, senior editor with CUNA News. For her efforts, New York University Federal Credit Union was one of six credit unions recognized with the Benefits of Membership Award presented at the recently held CUNA Finance Council Conference. This award honors those credit unions that stand out in terms of providing financial benefits to their members in the form of lower rates, higher-than-average deposit yields, and fewer or lower fees compared with other credit unions. But Miriam Ness also takes a very hands-on approach in developing programs that help her members plan for future financial success. In this interview, we take a deep dive into the workings of those programs and the philosophies that drive them. First, let's talk about your background, Mira. How did you become involved with credit unions? So I have a very extensive experience in banking. I was working in the investment banking, and they decided to move my department to Florida. And I find out that there is a credit unions and start applying for a job, and they decided to hire me. Since then, I fell in love with credit union mission. I've been right now about 20 years in the credit union industry, and I love it. Yeah, it's hard not to. And that's stories like yours are so common. People get involved and they just they fall in love with it. They're all a little different, so it's fun to talk to people and learn how they came into the business. So New York University Credit Union, tell us about your membership. New York University Credit Union was created in 1982. So we just celebrated our 40th anniversary last year. The members of the credit union, mainly blue-collar workers at NYU, everybody thinks it's New York University, New York City, it's a very rich university, but we are low-income credit union. Our members are cleaning personnel, security guards, technicians, mostly. Obviously, we do have also students, we have a faculty, we have alumni, but we are low-income and majority of our members are minorities, Black and Hispanic. I suppose service people, just people that are trying to get by every day. Absolutely. You're living in the, essentially the banking capital of the world. How hard is it to compete in that sense? You know, there is a two things. It's hard and not so hard. So the one thing that our members, most of them cannot get services that we provide at the banking system. For example, for the last about year we involved with, we have a new project we offering banking to incarcerated students at NYU. The banks don't open accounts for them. Forget about the lending services to them. So we offer to them and obviously they are very grateful. And also this increased cost of living and inflation is going on right now in higher interest rates in the market. Our members, when they go to the bank, they get declined. And speaking of which, uh, maybe it's a little bit side story. When we offered paycheck protection loans, 
few years ago. Every loan that we offered was less than $300,000. Most of the majority was less than $10,000 because the small businesses, or maybe more, less than $25,000, small businesses, they applying at the bank and nobody was getting back to them. The, our members, usually it's very hard for them to get product and services at the bank at affordable rate and less fees. So we serve unique niche of low-income members. Obviously, just in, in one block where our credit union located, we have a Citibank, Chase Bank, TD Bank, and Bank of America right next to us. But our members come to us. That kind of brings me to my next question, because you said you fell in love with credit unions, but I think your credit union members also fell in love with you, because one of the reasons they come to you is because these are people that are working to get by, but you work directly with them on budgeting. You're very hands-on, and that's what these big financial institutions just aren't interested in doing that. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you do and how you work on your, with your members on budgeting? Absolutely. You know, I always tell the young professionals at the credit industry, including our team, listen to the member. You know, we all want to have more loans. We all want to sell our loans. We all want to make money. But you can't tell them, I have this loan, take it. I have this loan, take it. You have to see what their needs are, what they need. So you have to listen to them and you have to ask. So a few years ago, I noticed many times members call me, they make appointment, they want to buy a property, and there is no way they can qualify for it. Or they have a very little down payment, so they have to pay PMI. So we sit down with them. Every member at the credit union, they are financial counselor, certified financial counselor. And we have a two certified housing counselors. I'm one of them. So we sit down, we pull their credit report, and we review, and besides the credit report, there is lots of other expenses. What's your telephone cost? Do you have a cable TV? How much you pay rent? So we put all of the expenses. Sometimes people say, well, I pay my mom's phone. Or I help my mom pay her rent and I give her $300 per month. So we put all of those things in the budget and we, we work with them. And we created, because of the need, we created mortgage preparedness loan. You can do up to $50,000 unsecured loan, put all your expenses, all your outstanding debt into one loan and create one payment, loan payment. And you're also creating cash flow for yourself and you can start saving for down payment. But these are only for people who are planning to buy something up to $50,000. Then they can afford a lot more. Or we can offer bill consolidation. We consolidate your outstanding bills and we will help you to pay. Some people get paid weekly. Some get paid bi-weekly or monthly. So we say, you don't have to pay one loan payment per month. We can set up weekly payment of this much from every paycheck or bi-weekly payment of this much from every paycheck. So we try to help them. And the fact that we start working with incarcerated students also came from listening at one of the NYU events, and one student said he cannot open an account anywhere and the banks are not opening for him account. That's how we start offering them accounts for incarcerated students. Listen to members and emerge into credit union's mission. Our mission is to help. 
not to sell the loans. The loans come secondary. And develop trust. The moment you develop trust with the member, when they know you're trying to help them, then everything else falls into place. It's so true. But as far as falling into place, you really help your members get to that point of obtaining a mortgage. Can you talk a little bit more about that first-time mortgage program? Sure. We created first-time mortgage program. So we send out emails to our members saying, if you're planning to buy something, even if you start thinking about buying something in the future, you have to start right now thinking about how I can rearrange my finances to put myself into the right path. So we schedule appointments with them. Right now, most of them are through Zoom. So then we review their outstanding debt. As I said, we create budget for them. And sometimes they say, well, I don't have anything for down payment or I have only 5% as of right now and I'm planning to save a lot more. So we help them to save at least 10% for down payment. And we created another product called down payment assistance loan. So if you have a 10%, we will give you 10% down payment assistance loan for your down payment. So then you can avoid paying PMI, private mortgage insurance. It's a lot for you if your salary is not six figures or large six figures. So it creates cash flow for yourself. And another thing that we help them to save for down payment assistance loan, for down payment, you know, every credit union has club accounts. Usually they call Christmas Club or Vacation Club. We renamed our club account. We called Dream Club. Then we allow each member to name this account the way they want. Is it your down payment club account? Is it your My Trip to Paris club account? Believe or not, we had one time my Chanel bag account. So people have their dream and they decide for themselves how long I'm going to give myself to save for this. Am I going to give myself five years, three years, 12 months? And they decide then they do payroll deduction directly to this club account. And we don't force you to withdraw money during the Christmas. If you set up for three years, save for three years. If you set up for five years, continue saving for five years. So we changed our concept of the club account. It's very interesting. It helps people psychologically to save this way. Because if I named down payment assistant loan and I saw the new bag, it's beautiful and shiny for $100, and I want to withdraw from my savings account, I'm going to say, excuse, what am I doing? This is my down payment. Do I really need this new sweater or bag or whatever or new shoes? I heard from many, many of them. The naming was brilliant because it helps me psychologically not to touch this money not to break the club account. So that's what we do. To be honest, not everyone sticks. Somebody drops off after six months. Somebody doesn't follow up. We try constantly follow up every six months and say, okay, where we stand right now? Great, your credit score increased it. Or how come you got another credit card? Why are you doing this? You know, so we kind of get together to constantly check on it. But people who stick to it, they achieve their goal. And then there is a lots of satisfaction on both sides, from member side and from our side. I am always so proud when somebody reached, it's almost like my success too. Although we concentrated on low-income members, I had one dean of the school who I helped, who made very good income, 
but she didn't own any property. So I was able to help her. And one of the meetings, credit union annual meetings, she actually stand up. We had the team going on, my stories, my goals matters. And every member has to share their stories. She stood up and she told her story. That was amazing. She was not embarrassed because she achieved. She said, because of the credit union, I was able to purchase a property for myself. So that was very great story. We also have a partnership with Federal Home Loan Bank of New York. So through them, we provide to first-time homebuyers $10,000 first-time homebuyer grant. Altogether works greatly for us. In the beginning, we start, we were offering only New York and New Jersey, two states. Then, because we were getting so many loan applications, and if you remember, we are only 71 million in assets, we got a little bit panicked. We cannot keep all of them in our books on the balance sheet. So I reached out to another credit union, a large credit union, billions of dollars, and I asked them if they can buy my mortgages. So we developed partnership and they said, Mira, we can offer all 50 states. We can offer to anybody, whoever they buy, especially now after the COVID, many members working from home, the members are buying in Georgia, North Carolina, Florida, you name it everywhere. So we start offering mortgages in all 50 states. Last year, we financed 35 million in mortgages. So we cannot keep all of them. We sold. And last year, we earned a non-interest income, $784,068. We booked 52 mortgage preparedness loans and 15 first-time home loans. So that was great. Yeah, you are a mighty credit union. Yes, just because, as you said, you're a $71 million credit union, but you you punch above their weight, as they would say. It's just very inspiring for other credit unions. In fact, to that end, what advice would you have for other credit union leaders, especially for small credit unions? You know, I think everyone in the credit union industry is here for a reason. You have to be committed to the credit union's mission. Why are we here? Why credit union exists? Credit union exists to serve our members. To serve our members, we have to know their needs. You have to listen to your members. You have to ask them what their needs are. Be committed to the credit union's mission. Prioritize member experience. What kind of experience they're getting from the credit union? Every year, one day, we meet and we go over our members' experience. What kind of roadblocks we have on the member experience? How we can remove those roadblocks? I know every credit union, at least it's our biggest challenge, technology. We have to, you know, constantly keep up with the technological demand of modern banking and lending. And not everybody have, you know, money. Technology is very expensive and convergence are time-consuming. But we have to step up and update our technology. You have to embrace innovation, constantly look around what we can do better for our members and listen to members. You've taken such a great leadership role here. What advice would you give people who want to become CEOs, aspiring CEOs? First of all, you have to gain experience in financial industry. I would recommend aspiring CEOs to attend credit union development education and become a DE. I think it would be very, very helpful. 
develop strong leadership skills. CUNA offers lots of free mentorship programs. Again, be committed to credit union's mission and listen to members if you're already working at a credit union. And develop trust with the membership. Foster community engagement. Whoever you're serving, be involved with the community. We are very much involved in almost in every event what's happening in the community. You have to be known in the community you're serving. Yeah, and that's probably especially not easy for you in a big city like New York. Yeah, but we also do right now with the technology, another biggest thing that we do, tremendous amount of free financial education, Zoom classes. So we do about the closing cost on the mortgages, smart money management, which credit card I should choose, first-time car buyer, first-time home buyer. So we do tremendous amount of financial educations for our members and for different schools at the NYU. Sometimes different departments reach out to us and can you do for us, you know, seminar on the student loans, for example, or do seminar and they give us the subject. We utilize Zoom a lot. And that also creates for us new members. And we get to listen what people at this webinar, what their needs are. You are a wonderful marketer, and I think that's kind of obvious through our previous discussion, but you also do a lot of marketing through email, which in a campus situation like you is the most effective way anyway. Can you tell me about how you market through email, how important that is? Yeah, it's very important to be constantly in touch with your members because we are located in New York City. NYU is a very big entity. It has 19 schools and six hospitals. So our primarily marketing is the emails, email, Instagram. So we constantly send emails to our members. Communication, I would say, it's the most important thing. Communication and transparency. We constantly send emails and we send surveys asking people what their needs. As of right now, actually, speaking of marketing, we send out on Monday email to NYU Hispanic community because I noticed the cleaning personnel at NYU, many of the employees, they don't really understand English very much. So I thought maybe there is a need to do seminars in Spanish language and the literature in both languages, English and Spanish. So we send out survey to entire Hispanic members of the NYU community, asking them 15 questions. And some of the members, they have a family members who doesn't have a social security. I heard story last week about young lady. So she says she is the only one who has a social security in her family. She came to this country when she was two years old. Her parents are illegal. And a few years ago, when Obama implemented DACA, she became a DACA recipient, went to college. Then she started working. The moment she started working, her parents, her mom wants the car, her daddy wants the car. They put on her because she has a social security, right? And she has a legal salary. She's receiving salary. Then the parents decided to buy a house and they put the mortgage on her. So family members doesn't have a social security, but they can get IT number. And if they can get IT number, should we at New York University Credit Union start offering IT lending? So we started this project just this Monday. We want to find out if there is a need for it. If there is a need, we want to do some research and bring to the board and say, this is our members and there is a need. They have a family members. 
And beauty of the credit unions, we don't have to start from scratch. There is a many, many credit unions out there who are already doing that. By listening to the members, we can achieve our goals. So that's what we're doing. And always our marketing is around the members' needs. I did have one more question, Mira, just because uh, you're so interesting to talk to. So what do you like to do outside of work? So I do beehiving. I have uh, two beehives. And beehiving is such an interesting hobby. I'm never tired to be amazed and watch beehives. The work ethics of the bees, this is phenomenal. You know, the bees, you think they are just flying in and out. They have such a strong discipline and work ethic. Everybody have a job to do, including the queen bee. And queen bee's job is to lay eggs. And if she's not laying enough eggs, the beehive decides to create another queen and they kill the lazy queen. It is really amazing. The work ethics, it's unbelievable. And they keep beehives extremely clean. And every cell is the same size in a perfect shape. When we do honey extraction, we're actually stealing their food for winter and we're damaging their cells and we put back. And after a few days, I look and like nothing happened. Everything is straight and clean. It's really amazing. I love doing beehive. I don't do for commercial reasons. I put in the jars my honey and distribute everybody. In fact, when I do honey extraction, I invite my board and my staff and we make a party and my friends, obviously, (laughs) and we make a party out of it. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. 